Welcome to Secret Lives of Expanders. This is where we get to meet and learn from those who have done things outside the box. The idea is to introduce you to chiropractors, healthcare professionals, entrepreneurs who have done kind of wild things. Today, I had uh, the pleasure of interviewing one of my favorite entrepreneurs and chiropractors, Dr. Morgan Crowley. Um, it was super special because she is a client of mine. Um, she's in Part-Time Million Dollar Mastermind. She's in Elevate Club. And she is the example of doing stuff that's outside the matrix, outside the box, and has been able to step into alignment with what made sense to her and her clients versus what you're supposed to traditionally do as a chiropractor. I love this episode. She runs a successful upper cervical clinic in um, which she is seeing patients one week out of the month. You heard that right, one week out of the month. And this model was super intentional and it actually took some work to create. But now she's not only serving in a very authentic way, but the model gives her absolute freedom that she had been craving for traveling, gardening, whatever she decides to do. This is as raw and real as it gets. If you want more out of your practice, if you feel like a slave or something doesn't feel right, maybe you're working hard without having the outcome or the profits, or maybe it's been successful, super successful, but you don't feel fulfilled, let me tell you this generally speaking. If something doesn't feel 100% like a, like a heck yes, then it could be out of alignment. And also, I want you to know that you deserve something incredible that fulfills all of your business and dream life, uh, your, your life dreams. Um, I can tell you this episode is one of my favorite. It reminds me of the core message that I hope that I'm getting across to chiropractors and entrepreneurs, both inside of Part-Time Million Dollar Mastermind and Elevate Club, which is do only what is aligned with you, step completely outside of all the things you are told to do, all the, the old ways, the practice management groups, the the sales process of 80s, even your peers or even your own past experiences, step outside of that. We are literally here to create and intentionally design our lives. So don't waste it with something that is not 100% you and aligned with your soul's purpose because that's the only way you're also going to fulfill um, your purpose in every area, whether it's money, time, energy, love, joy, all of those things. If this resonates with you, a good starting point would be Elevate Club where I teach you how to get on that path that is most aligned with you. You could check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me and that is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. Again, that is E-L-I-V-A-T-E. I'm sure that's in here somewhere. Or you can just connect with me on social media. As always, enjoy this episode, subscribe, and don't forget to connect. Hello, everyone, and welcome back 
two secret lives of chiropractors, the expansion series. Um, if you've been following along, you know that I've been interviewing some really cool, incredible, just blow your mind kind of people. And today is no exception. As a matter of fact, today's super special because I've got one of my favorite people uh, who I've personally worked with, Dr. Morgan Crowley. And she's done some really, really cool things. So um, I, it's going to blow your mind. Stay all the way to the end uh, because Dr. Morgan is super special. But more importantly, once she puts put her mind into doing some magic in her practice, she's been able to create something that I don't personally know anybody else who's been able to do that. So you're going to want to stick around for this because it will definitely expand your mind. Uh, Dr. Morgan is an upper cervical doctor and uh, she loves scuba diving. She travels all the time. She loves gardening. Of course, she loves serving her patients. Um, well, welcome, Morgan. Hi, great to be on here. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, thank you for giving me your time. So let's um, start. Nobody knows what you have done. I'm so excited, but I want to build some tension. And so why don't you tell me about, uh, let's see, when you first started your practice, did you have an idea or at some point, did you have an idea of what you were going to do with it? What this dream practice was going to look like? Give me like a little bit of your journey. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think I've always loved traveling and I've always loved serving my patients. But when I started practice, I had no idea that it would end up looking like this today. So um, I think one thing about me has been that I always have been coachable and that's always been an asset and actually probably for the first few years, like maybe a hindrance um, because I wanted to serve my patients the best way that I could serve them and always put the patients first. And I thought that all the coaches out there had um, the best interests of myself and the patients at heart. And then through trial and error, I realized that maybe they didn't. And so I was letting somebody else build my vision for me. Mm -hmm. And I think a major theme with that was that I didn't know what I wanted mm -hmm. and I never was asking those questions. So I was, I, I would say like my journey has mostly been very robotic up until the last two years where I did the things that you're supposed to do. And I hired the people you're supposed to hire and it all brought like quote unquote success until, um, like I said, about a couple of years ago when we started working together and then I'm like, okay, I'll do the things because I was looking to get fulfilled from the external. Like, well, I must not be doing something right because I have this successful big practice and, you know, my patients are getting great help, but yeah, I don't feel like totally fulfilled mm -hmm. as if like I'm, I'm checking boxes, but I'm not, feeling like I'm really living a full life. Yeah. And so that's what brought me to up until a couple of years ago. You know, Morgan, you're like, you're speaking to the thing that I feel like it's such a, it's so common in our profession and humanity in general, the not knowing what I want. Right. 
That's one piece of it. The other piece of it that's more specific to our profession is um, I hear it all the time where people are like, I have worked with practice management groups, like including myself or coaches that kind of, um, you know, and it's two-sided, right? The, the, the coach has the, the stuff that they have and the stuff that they know. And then the coachee is like, if they don't know what they want, they'll just kind of pick up whatever the coach is saying, right? Like, oh, well, if that's successful, I'll do it. But then you end up burning out. Like, I know that was the case for me. Either you burn out or like you said, you end up maybe not burnt out, but not fulfilled or end up with something you don't, you didn't necessarily design. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's not, when you're a quote unquote entrepreneur, but you don't feel like you have total control of your business, mm-hmm. that's a real, like, it, it really messes with your mind. Like people yeah. are like, oh, it's own your own business. And you're like, yeah, but my business kind of owns me. So, and mm-hmm. I don't really feel like I have control over what I can do because there's just like this way to be successful. And you watch entrepreneurs online in different spaces and they're always pushing the envelope. And it seemed like in our profession, we were never pushing the envelope. We were always just like on repeat for the last like four decades. God, this is like, this is my, this conversation is my jam because this right here, this, what you just said is the exact reason I started the expansion series because I want chiropractors to be like, look at, look at you, look at Morgan, which you're going to tell them what you're doing now. But like, that is an, is such an impossible task that you have done to create a model that didn't exist. And you're right. Since the eighties, we've been doing the same crap, uh, like just repackaged it and, and resold it to, you know, to the new generation of chiropractors. So anyways, I get too excited. I got to like reel it back and make sure I'm interviewing you and I'm not just talking. All right. So Fast forward, and we'll fill in the gaps uh, uh, coming back, but like fast forward, what does your practice look like right now? This practice that nobody else has done. By the way, if you've seen something like this and you think I'm wrong, just message me on Instagram and tell me. I will interview that person, but I don't think anyone's done as incredible of a job as Morgan. All right, tell us, what does your practice look like right now? It is a wellness upper cervical practice. And that means that uh, my patients come in and I, I particularly don't see acute patients. Like if they need it, I happily refer to other doctors who are doing acute care, but mine is wellness based. And I have it designed that I can really see the bulk of my patients one week a month. And, um, Okay, pause right there. You might have to repeat that for some people in the back because did you just say that you work one week out of the month? Basically, like bulk of your patients you're seeing one week out of the month. Yeah, yep. Okay, keep going. And um, I would say that we, I was going to be gone for like six months. We thought we were going to do that and I was going to come back and work one week a month. So I do have it set up so like, Uh, just so I don't have to be so busy one week where it's more like two busy weeks. But if we want to, we can shift all the patients to, to this week. And Mm -hmm. the cool part is they're very excited about it. It's Mm -hmm. like, uh, 
yeah, we have this week, especially for our wellness patients and we run on time and we see everybody and you've, you're in wellness. So here you are. Um, and it's just like this amazing thing. And the crazy part is it didn't take us that long to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was what my patients wanted and it's what I wanted. And we all just kind of, instead of forcing other people's ideals on ourselves, you know, my patients want to come in once a month. I want to be here once a month. Let's all put what win, win, win. Totally. Yeah. So now I can see some chiropractors who are listening to this, their wheels are turning. Like, what do you mean? Like one week out of the month, first things first, you do upper cervical. Yep. So that gives you the ability, like I, I do CBP. So with CBP, I can't see people once a month, right? So, but, but I could have a different model that is part-time or I only have six hours of adjusting a week or whatever. But with your model of upper cervical, this is totally possible clinically, correct? Clinically, yeah. I think that's a huge distinction. So if people have questions or they're like, well, you know, that wouldn't work for my model. Well, here, okay, here's the flip side to that. Upper cervically, I do Atlas Orthogonal. There's only about 400 Atlas Orthogonal doctors in the world. So for me to get an Atlas Orthogonal associate, which I have had, but to get an associate easily available, you know, if somebody leaves, getting another associate to come in, that hasn't always been the easiest thing in the Atlas Orthogonal world, especially somebody who's um, BCAO or, or certified in Atlas Orthogonal who has experience and who can jump right in and take over my patients. Mm -hmm. So that if you're doing CBP, if you're doing diversified, you have you're pulling from a you're pulling from a bigger pool of associates. So mm -hmm. you could you have maybe different models that you could work with where you can have associates or independent contractors or different ways to make this model work for you or create your own model, which is what I did. Yeah. Um so that is a, I think a big part of my my what I did is I don't have a big pool of associates and I do upper cervical Atlas orthogonal and at the Atlas orthogonal Institute in it, in Atlanta, they have signs that you can buy and they have it in theirs. Like good maintenance is considered um, three to four times a year. So mm -hmm. when you step back and you look at it and you're like, okay, if, if I'm being me, right. Authentically me, and I love what I'm doing and I believe wholeheartedly in Atlas Orthogonal, then I want to make it as authentic mm -hmm. and true to it as I can. And, and that, that is, you know, what we're all doing, right? Being a, as authentic to our different programs as we can possibly be. And so, you know, if once a month getting checked or three to four times a year, which is like every two to three months, if I want to be as authentic as I can in my technique, then that is that was already the direction it was pulling me towards. And not having associate big associate pool to pull from, that mm -hmm. you know, then it was making sense. Like everything just started lining up when I took the blinders off to like this is how it has to be, mm -hmm. and started looking at the reality and the authenticity of what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do and what was true for me. Oh, totally. And so I want to break this down for a little bit because not everybody, like you said, there's so, so few of you guys, right? 
And, mm-hmm. and I think that it's don't get hung up. If you're listening to this, don't get hung up on the fact, well, she can do it and I can't do it because I'm not upper cervical. What she's referring to is, and, and we're going to break this down. This is where it gets really juicy because she's referring to, oh, I determined what was true for me. I determined what was true for my patients. And then here's the perfect marriage between the two that ended up giving me the life that I want and then the business model that I want. Now, if she had continued the traditional way of how either upper cervical or chiropractors in general have done it, then she wouldn't have the freedom that she has right now, three weeks out of the year to travel, scuba dive, do whatever she decides to do, guard and sit at home and twiddle your thumb if you wanted to, right? So Mm -hmm. um, same, same can be done in a CBP office where you have to see patients three times a week, or you follow a specific protocol, or you do diversified, whether you do prepaid packages or paid purpose, it doesn't matter your model. You're going to have to think outside the box and find the perfect marriage between what gives you the life that you want and the practice that you want. And, And I think that actually is the most difficult part to do is to step outside of that traditional role. So Go back to um, like you had, you mentioned blinders. So walk me through that journey. What went down? Um, Well, I think that goes back to having different coaches and different people tell you like, you know, you should see people three times a week then twice a week, once a week. And, and that's, you know, the way it needs to be done. Well, if we have, and and that that can be true, but for what I was doing with upper cervical, the goal is to get people to hold the adjustment. And mm-hmm. as soon as they hold, like you take them out to mm-hmm. go as far as they can and you check them. And if they don't need to be adjusted, you don't. And so for me, I was realizing the the further I got along in practice, they're holding their adjustment. Now, not everyone does. I understand that. I'm not saying that this is a hundred percent of the people, but when you have these blinders, like this is the way it has to be like a three times a week or it has to be a twice a week or it has to be a once a week. Then um, you talk about this a lot. Like you put yourself in these like frames, Mm. right? I can't go out of this frame because this is like, it has to be somewhere in this. There has to be a care plan. There has to be a package. There has to be um, these different components Mm -hmm. or um, it's just not going to work. And you know, I had these blinders on like, well, I can't really be too true to this. And I can't be too authentic in this way, because it doesn't fit, Mm -hmm. like the blinder that I had on. And I wouldn't even have looked like, right, like, so I was just looking in this little space where I had been, and I wasn't looking beyond that, like, okay, well, where is the truth? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was really, honestly, my biggest thing is just looking for the truth. What mm-hmm. is the truth for me? Mm-hmm. So, so what do you think was like, was it a moment where you realized, oh, wait a second, I have blinders on and I can do this totally my own way and it can be successful or was it a process? And yeah, like, was it, was it like you woke up one day and you're like, oh, wait a second, I'm going to practice where I work one week out of the month and I'm going to run my life exactly the way I want. And it is possible because I'm sure that comes up and then there's like, oh, well, has anybody done like there's a lot of doubts like, can this be done is it going to be profitable like it sounds good on paper but is it actually going to work out was it a moment you realized was it a process like tell everybody about that 
I hope for the rest of you, it comes in a moment. Hopefully this is your moment. But for me, it was a long process. And it started when you and I started working together in the private coaching. And, you know, and that was really, it was like you held up a mirror in front of my face and you're like, because I kept saying like robot, like tell me what to do and I'll do it. Tell me what to do. And in other words, it was almost like I was asking you like, no, not make me happy. Mm -hmm. make me happy. You look happy. I want to be happy. Make me happy. And you kept putting the mirror up and being like, okay, only you can make you happy. So what do you want? What do you want? And we did that for about six months. And then I went to Newport beach to the elevate retreat. And it just, that might've been my aha moment in Newport. And, but I feel like it took a long time of me resisting that and you continually, and I, and I've said this in, in our different groups is like, I resisted it for so long. And then finally, when I went to Newport and I was like, okay, you know, time to, time to get real with yourself. Like, what do you want? And then it was like Newport, um, the elevator tree, there was this special guest speaker there. And then he, you know, did some stuff. And I was like, oh, everyone was there. So I had, I like how mysterious we're being about all these things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, this is secret life of chiropractors. You know, this is an elevator. So I don't know how many people are familiar with that stuff. Hmm. Anyways, check it out. Check out Elevate. Cause it's totally different. Not necessarily like similar things. Any, <laughs> um, I'm rambling. So yeah, that really got me out of my way. Yeah, right? so that was that was it. That was like, okay, like no one's coming to save me. Yeah, I got to save myself. Yeah, you know, no one is going to be there to hold my hand. What am I so afraid of? Really, and uh, just go there. And so then, that's where I started to peel back like everything I thought. And I'm like, okay, what, what do you want? What mm-hmm. is the truth? Mm-hmm. And what have you been ignoring um, from what your patients are telling you and what you're seeing clinically? And so when I just started asking myself those three questions every day on my 15 minute drive into work and on the 15 minutes back, Morgan, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I'm like, well, I really want to travel. I'm so tired of telling my fiance, no, I have the ability to travel with my fiance a lot. He has a lot of conferences around the world and he always wants me to go. And I'm tired of saying, no, I can't go. Mm-hmm. So while I'm telling him, no, I can't go. Cause I have to be at my practice. Then I'm in my practice telling people you need to be here, you know, twice a month or this and that. And they're like, no, I think I'm better. I think you fixed me. I think I could be here like once a month or once every two months. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. the problem actually was me mm-hmm. <laughs> telling him, no, I can't travel because I need to be here to see the patients who are telling me they're better and they don't want to be here, but once a month or once every two months. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really, if I just got out of the way in, in, put that those two truths together. I can travel. I have the ability and I can give my patients what they want. And so that was like the, the, um, kind of how those two came together. Yeah. Yeah, And then 
Well, um, hold on one second on, on just that. I do think that for, I don't know any one person who's had like a moment of transformation. I think that for most of us, we go through a process of either pain or just enough unfulfillment and discomfort where you're like, okay, yeah, I got to do something different. But sometimes I do think, and I'm not here to take credit for anything. As a matter of fact, this is not about me, this is about you. But sometimes it does help if someone like pokes at you a little bit, or like you said, put the mirror up, it, it speeds up the process. But you, it, as long as you're unhappy, I think unhappy enough, then you'll have transformation. And I think that unhappy sometimes looks like a really good, solid, profitable practice that seems to be working. And, you know, on paper, it's I've got the relationship, I've got the blah, blah, blah. But then underneath it all, there's this layer of, this is not aligned with me or what I want to do. So yeah, alignment, right. And it wasn't, and it's a funny thing. It wasn't aligned with me. It wasn't aligned with my patients and it wasn't aligned with my fiance. So it wasn't working for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I was trying to force it. And, and yeah. And then once you surrendered a little bit and you started from scratch, you're like, okay, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Next thing you know, you question about, um, was I nervous that it wasn't going to work? Yeah. Well, well, before you say that though, did you, were you like, did the vision come to you? You were like, Oh, wait a second. I know it wasn't in a moment, but after you went through that process, was it like, Oh, this is the model. Was it, did, was yeah. it clear at the beginning? Did you have to work at it? Did you, what was that like? I know it was pretty clear actually. You know, like I said, once I stepped out of the way and just looked at what are the truths, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is actually pretty cut and dry, right? Mm -hmm. People want to come in once a month. I can definitely do that. Mm -hmm. Um, It would give me three weeks a month to travel. I'm not saying I do travel three weeks a month. Like you can mostly find me at my practice because I do love what I do. Mm -hmm. And I see new patients on the weeks, like where we're not as busy. We have new patients and we're doing different things. but yeah, it was, the vision was really clear. And I think at that point I had been through so much pain and suffering that I was like, yeah, it's just going to work. Okay. Like, and, and I think I, it, part of it is all the elevate personal work I've been doing. Right. So when you get into this, when you're aligned, like, you know, that it's true for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a win for everybody. Mm-hmm. It can't help but work. Totally. As long as you put in the effort to like do the vision the way it, it came to you. It, I, I had no doubts that it was going to work, which sounds really, I don't know. I don't want it to come across arrogant or cocky, oh. because, but I mean, like I ran the numbers, I checked everything. I'm like, okay, so I'm giving it, you know, this much time to convert it. It wasn't like I did it overnight. Yeah. Um, like I'm going to do it step by step and this is how it's going to be done. But, you know, I had such a positive response when I first started doing it with my patients because it came from such a place of like, I love you. And this is what you've been asking me. And I'm giving that to you. Like I'm giving you what you're telling me clinic and, and what clinically I know is, is accurate for you. Yeah, it's accurate. So 
I think everyone has just responded with like, this is very, um, like, I don't want to say altruistic, but in a sense, like it's not, it's, it's honestly coming from the best of everybody. Like the vacations and the time off is kind of like an added bonus. Totally. And I think, yeah, it makes sense. And I think like you had a good point. You're like, it's not like I'm actually taking off three weeks and doing nothing or traveling all the time, but Uh, I think that oftentimes having freedom, whether it's financial time or energy, money, any of any kind of freedom, it's not so much about doing those things, but it's it's more so about having the option, like the availability of that. You know what I mean? Like you're saying it's so hard to find an associate. So you didn't have this model for you wouldn't have the option of leaving for as long as you can right now. So yeah, we don't live that way before. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, for someone who's like listening to this and they're like, maybe they don't want to, they don't do orthogonal. They don't, they can't create that one week, one week out of the month, but they're like, Oh, I have this idea. Or maybe I don't know what my idea is, but I know what kind of life I want to create. And how does this practice, you know, fit into this? whether they're young chiropractors or they're established and they want things changed because they're burnt out. What would you say, what, what advice would you give them? Where should they begin? Start asking themselves every day. What do you want? Mm. Tell yourself you love yourself, tell yourself you're worthy and start asking yourself what you want. And, you know, I think it's a bad reason to continue in a model strictly for the money. There's a million ways to make a buck. Mm -hmm. And if you feel that you have to do what you're doing for the money, everyone's going to know it. And it's not going to come from this place of loving and serving. And if you want to do what I do, just because you want vacation, again, that really wasn't the first thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't at all why I built this model. It was really like, what do I want? But part of the, what do I want is to treat my patients in the most authentic way to my technique and what's best for them. Totally. Right. So fitting them in a model that was given to me wasn't authentic for my patients. They're doing great. Why do they need to be here more? And so if you start putting like, know what you want and then and if what you want is to love and serve others to the the highest potential then those are great questions to start asking are you loving and serving at your highest potential mm-hmm. and you know do you always want to get on a zoom call mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. are you loving and serving your audience like best like right like so sometimes it it doesn't always look like that's your main motivation whether it's in chiropractic or in other businesses but i think when you come at it from that perspective you can really find out a lot about yourself and and what you're doing mhm yeah absolutely and you have such a good point as in asking yourself, like you said, you on your drive, you're asking yourself, well, what do you want? What do you want to experience? What do you want to experience? And just keep asking yourself because oftentimes, and I know just from knowing you as you experience that I experience that is living the life based on the expectation of whether it's our parents, our profession, how it's been done before, our coaches, our peers, even like 
you know, like, what do they think about like kind of dropping all of that and getting true to what is real with us. And that can be really difficult. Yeah. Not caring. Oh my gosh. That was one of my like hardest things. Like, how do you not care what people think? I was like, so addicted to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just learned to tune it all out. Like, you know what? I, I only have one life. I'm just here to love and serve my patients, love and serve my fiance and love and serve myself. And that's like, I can't be worried about what people think. That's crazy. Can't do it. Can't do it. If you do it, you end up unfulfilled and unhappy. Did it too long, girl. Done. Done. I'm done. That's it. I'm just, you know, it's funny because now it's just like every day. I don't think about until like interviews like this. I don't think that what I'm doing is weird. I don't think it's different. I mean, I'm just every day I just wake up and I'm like, this is, this is what I do. So that's good. That's okay. I was going to ask you that. Like when you mention it to other chiropractors, what are they, what's, what's, what's the response you get? You're like, oh, I have it set up this way. What do they say? Um, they, well, that's a good question. I try not to tell people, honestly. <laughs> that's, I get that. I totally get that. I remember when I, st- when I created the six hour adjusting 20 hours a week work on your business, in your business, cash, million dollar, blah, blah, blah. When I first started it, I remember feeling that way too. I was like, I can't tell people. If I tell people, like when they would ask, I I, like "Mm, can't because I didn't, I, it was almost like a protective mechanism. I didn't want anything negative to come at me to Uh, make believe it couldn't be done. And then I would, it would somehow be taken away from me. I mean, I know it sounds really immature thought process, but in some ways it was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't want them. I don't know what. Yeah. So what's your thought process on that? I totally understand. I think working with you, I blew past that phase, mm-hmm. but I know part of me that would have thought that years ago. So in mm-hmm. like, that's just like two years ago or six months ago or a year ago, a different version of me would have definitely thought that. Come but, on. um, so I don't, I don't worry about telling them in the sense that their negativity will affect me now, but I don't, honestly, I just don't like to hear like, you know, the, well, it must be nice. Uh-huh. Well, it, it, you know, must be, <laughs> gosh, you know, right. I don't enjoy vibrations of like the envy and the jealousy and you know, more so to that, like, I just don't enjoy that vibration when I feel like somebody energetically and they're like, (laughs) you can just feel them get envious and you're like, all right, green monster, like, (laughs) sorry, you know, and I I just don't enjoy it. So I'm like, and you know, here's the other thing. I'm not, I'm not coaching on it. Like if I tell people, I'm like, you can go to to your program and, and do it. And and like apply it to yourself. Yeah. Um, but if someone's like, Oh, can you help me do that? I'm like, that's not my jam. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can't really like, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not into it. So I just kind of avoid it. So like a, a lot of envy and a lot of jealousy, I think it, you know, well, people are natural emotions, but yeah, I know. Well, here you are on the podcast on the uh, Secret Lives of Chiropractors, and you are sharing 
your model with thousands of chiropractors <laughs> but you're protected it's all good it's all fine but i know what you mean there's like a level of it can't be done even if it's not negative it's not necessarily sometimes sometimes it is jealousy and envy but some other times it's literally like they can't see outside of the box and so they see you as such a separate thing and they just it just they just can't integrate from a thought process and you know what? I've talked to um, Fred Gerritsen, the founder of The Joint, with 800 locations. And then I've talked to you, like, not not that you're on the other end of the spectrum, but, hey, one location, one week out of the, like, and, and everything in between, right? Yeah. And I asked him the same question because everybody has the naysayers and the haters of, like, it can't be done. And both of you are practically saying the same thing when you have a vision and you're like, this is what works for me. I'm going to do this. And he said the same thing, even though his process was wildly different. I had a vision and I went for it and just didn't tune out. Like you said, tune out what the naysayers are saying about what you are doing. So that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think, you know... If somebody were to ask me, like, what are you doing? And I was to give them mine. It's almost like I would be, let me phrase it this way versus envy or jealousy. I don't want somebody to to envy what I have because I want them to create it for themselves. Mm. And I, I think you talked about this before where people put frames around things. Like, I don't want to give somebody my frame because it might not be right for them. And that's, I think, the older I get and the more I do this, the more cautious I am about what I say, because there's too many impressionable people that haven't worked on themselves and don't know what they want. And they're grasping at different things and they just don't know where to land. Mm -hmm. And only they can figure that out from themselves for themselves. So I don't want to say like, here's what I did. Here's how easy it was. Here's what it took. Like, you don't know the backstory. You don't know, like, I can't give you in five minutes what, how long it took or not that it was hard, but just the very critical pieces that you have to work out for yourself. Mm -hmm. So more so like a frame, I just don't want them to be like, Oh, well, okay. That's how, that's how it should be done. Right. And then like, Hey, it didn't work for me. Well, yeah, you gotta do what's right for you. I, I totally a hundred percent, like a hundred percent get that because, you know, of course, part-time million dollar mastermind, people are like, I want that. And I'm like, trust me, you may not want that. You may want that. You may not want that, want that, but let's figure out what it is that you want that works for you because something, I always say this, if you have a dream or dream practice, dream life, like you have that seed inside of your heart for whatever reason, my dream life might look like hell for Morgan and Morgan's dream life might look like hell for me, but you see what I'm saying? So everybody has their own version of what is dream life and you have to self-discover that it's not the same for everybody. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm living it. I love it. I love my practice. It was, you know, once you know it, it was just like, you just go for it. You tune the rest of it out and it's just what you do and it's who you are and you're living in your authenticity and it's awesome. I love it. Well, 
I was so jazzed up about interviewing you. I, I was because I know since you'd created, we we've had a little gap of not uh, talking. So I wasn't sure where you were with your practice. So I'm super ex- I was super excited to hear. And we, I don't know that we talked about all the journey of things like maybe in our coaching calls, it was more like method methodology or like, OK, here's what we're doing. Here's what, but it was so cool today to learn about how you process things from a mindset perspective. And I think what you shared today is extremely valuable to chiropractors, whether they're just starting out, they don't know what they want, or um, they're established in practice. And then they're realizing, oh, no, this is not going to work for my lifestyle for the rest of my life. Missing out on my children's life, missing out on this, that, or it's just not what I want to do. And giving a space where everybody has permission to do what is aligned. So thank you so, so much for giving me your time today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Is it okay if people have questions? Like if they're like, man, Morgan's killing. Like, I want to know more about her story. Is it okay if they contact you on like, say Instagram or Facebook or something or email if you want to drop it? Yeah, you can email me mcrowleydc at gmail.com. Um, I don't think drmorgan.c on Instagram or Morgan, drmorgan.c on Instagram. You can DM me. Okay. Um, and, um, but I will probably send you to part-time million dollar mastermind <laughs> and elevate, uh, because I just believe in those products a hundred percent. So, I mean, that's, Truly, like what got me here. So, no, Morgan, you got you here. I'm going to send you there. <laughs> you, yeah, got- you know, I, you have to invest in yourself. I agree. I agree. But you know what? No, you got yourself here. You went through the pain, you know, and, and I will say the same, the same way we're talking, like part time million dollar elevate is not for everybody either. Like, but if it is with you, if it is for you, then you will love it. So, but you got yourself here. So I, yeah. And I love you for that. I love you for saying that. Um, Thank you for sharing your journey. Um, Thank you everybody for listening or watching this episode of Secret Lives of Chiropractors, the expansion series. As you could see, uh, Morgan blew my mind. And I hope that uh, it was definitely an expansion session for you. And uh, be sure to subscribe and get in touch with myself if you have any questions with Morgan and uh, tune into future episodes. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona. Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me, and Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.